I'm grateful to be with you for Central Moments today. Every once in a while, moving forward in Central Moments, we're just going to take a week break and look at the promises of God, just His great promises that cover virtually every dimension of our lives. Um, you know, we don't stand on our feelings. We don't stand on perhaps our fickle opinions. We definitely don't stand even on our past experiences. Uh, we stand on the promises of God. Like the hymn writer put it, standing on the promises, I shall not fall. Now, today, I'd first of all, just look, like to look at this idea of God's promises and how central a role they play in our lives. In verse 3 of 2 Peter chapter 1, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. So this is the proposition that what God provides is going to be enough to live. It doesn't say necessarily an easy life, but a godly life. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us to his own glory and goodness. So he's called us to God's goodness. He's called us to, to participate in God's glory through his divine power. It's going to be all we need to live a godly life. Now, here's, here's the bridge between us and all of that resource. Through these, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. We escape that corruption because the Lord's leading us in the direction of godly lives through his power. And he says this amazing thing, that he's given us great and great and precious promises. And, and they're the means by which we actually share in Christ's supernatural life. So that we, through those promises, may participate in the divine nature, his nature, shaped in our natures, so that we avoid the corruption of the world and through his power can live a godly life. So his promises are right at the, the I look, look at his promises, kind of a bridge here, a bridge between our lives and his resource. Second Corinthians 1 and verse 18 especially centers this in Jesus. Verse 18, but as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, by, by me and Silas and Timothy, uh, so there are some of his ministry partners. We, we read about Paul and Silas and Paul and Timothy. He, he said, we all together preached in a way that was not yes and no. Um, but in him, it has always been yes. So he said, in Jesus, our message has always been yes. God has come to give you the resources to live a godly life. It's a positive message. It's a hopeful message. And, and then he, he really embeds this in God's promises. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. They are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. You may hear preachers that sometimes say, yay and amen, or yes and amen. This is where it comes from. Jesus is God's divine yes to us. Yes for what you need to live a godly life. Jesus is yes, and we say amen. 
we come and agree with it and participate in it. So no matter how many promises God has made, Paul tells them, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And 2 Corinthians 7, a few chapters later in verse 1, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Would you pray with me, please? Thank you, Lord, for all we need through your divine power to live godly lives. Thank you, Lord, that that we can avoid things that contaminate body and spirit because embedded in Jesus is your yes to us, your divine power to change and shape our lives. Let us stand on the promises. Let us live your promises. Let your promises secure us, the promise of your power and grace by which you share your nature with us. Thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. (music) 